Breaking Bread celebrates Black History Month as our series on black business ownership continues. I'm Terry Page. Now, during the last five decades, the black community has had limited access to building wealth. You, look, you can see that from generations. Now, let's take a look at some pre-pandemic numbers according to the Kaiser Family Foundation. The 2019 national black poverty rate was more than double the white poverty rate. Now, you look at the numbers, that that's roughly 22% compared to 9% respectfully. So joining me today to give some perspective on all this is financial coach Lucy Taylor of uh, Kaiser Financial Solutions. Lucy, welcome to Breaking Bread. Thank you, Terry. Thank you so much for having me. Lucy, if you find yourself in one of these categories I just mentioned, what, where are you, well, where do you see those challenges coming from? In other words, how do you get around that type of situation? Wow, Terry, that's a deep one. That's a, that's a deep question. So someone who came out of poverty myself, I can tell you the main thing is the mindset. You know, I'm a Charlotte native, and I grew up uh, over off the Graham Street area, and that was a very impoverished area at the time. But now through gentrification, it has, you know, developed. But anyway, I noticed looking back, the mindset, there's a mindset with poverty, as there is a mindset with anything else. You know, you want to lose weight, you fix your mindset, you go get the necessary equipment, the necessary foods. So with poverty and trying to climb out of that, you have to start first with the determination. Okay, I'm going to do this. Now, the next thing I find that I had to do, and you know, all the, the wealthy-minded people around me, they surrounded themselves with different people. But if everybody around you has that poverty mindset of, hey, the new sneakers are coming out. Let's go and put $200 towards that instead of mm-hmm. 200 You know what I mean? It's difficult. So I You just got to stay in that category. You don't really move beyond it if you're not careful. If you're not careful, yes. So that's the first thing because everything starts in the mind. So fixing that mindset and then education. Because let's be honest, if everybody around you is poor and comfortable with comfortable with that, they're not trying to move. So luckily, we live in a day and age where you can Google, you can YouTube, you can go to the library if you want to go old school. Find out, you know, what is one of the biggest ways to generate wealth or what is it that you like to do, your niche. It just happened to be my niche was finances. And I just so happened, well, not just so happened, God ordained it to put me in circles and in workplaces where that was what I did. So I come from working for major banks, you know, Wells, B of A, investment firms. So I'm always around money. So I taught, I I got what I learned from the corporations and the people around me, and I just kind of sprinkled it back to my friends and family. Kind of let them know, give them a little education if you would. Yes. A couple of things that you just mentioned I want to bring to the forefront. One, you mentioned the mentality uh, I can tell you, I do read a lot of books. One thing I do notice is that the wealthy, they tend to have certain items in common, such as getting up early, such as delayed gratification. Like, they don't have to have those new sneakers today. They can wait. There's some other investment opportunities they can get involved in or something else they want to do with their dollar to make their dollar work for them versus the other way around. Correct. And Terry, that's one of my things, getting up early. For example, I'm teaching people now, it starts little by little. For example, 
prepare the night before. Make your lunch the night before so you're not running out the house late trying to wait in somebody's drive-thru for 15 minutes for a greasy biscuit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So now you're damaging your financial health because you really can't be afforded to eat every day. True. And then you're damaging your physical health. And what you put in your physical damages the brain. The brain, yep, mentally. Steve Jobs wore the same clothes every day, and that was for a reason. He said he didn't want to have to think about what he's going to wear. He wanted to focus on his business, wow. not how he looked. Wow, I love it. <laughs> love it. Yeah. And there's something else you mentioned at the beginning. You also talked about being around your, your friends. Um, there's a, a, a gentleman's name is Dave Severin, and he once said that pigs don't know pigs stink. And he was, he had to sit there, he said, do you know why people do the same things and they run in the same circles and why your parents will tell you certain things that turn out not to be true as far as financial stability? And that's because, as he says it, pigs don't know pigs think. I mean, you don't know what you don't know. And that's what you're saying, I believe, as far as coming back to that educational piece. Absolutely. You don't know what you don't know. So really quick. My mother, you know, she didn't finish high school, and, you know, financial education was not a big conversation, especially if you live in poverty. And then you're so inundated with everyday life. So she didn't know that credit was good. Nobody in our neighborhood knew that credit was good. The common narrative was credit is bad. Stay away from it. No, baby. That's how the other cultures get those buildings and buy up blocks. They're leveraging that 750 or 800 credit score. Because Absolutely. working for the banks, being a former banker, credit can get us things that cash can't. Yes, and you have to keep an eye on that, too, you know, getting at the right time, interest rates, and, and that sort of items. But, yeah, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. Uh, Lucy, just last year, the U.S. Census Bureau found that black adults were more likely than white adults to have taken a well, taken on debt to pay household expenses. So even after... Controlling for economic differences, we're talking black adults were likely to have used, like you just mentioned, credit cards or taking out a loan or they borrow money to cover those costs like rent and gas and food. And they say this was especially true during the pandemic when someone in the household lost an employment opportunity. So does your experience with your clients mirror the findings of the U.S. Census? Absolutely. I had so many clients calling me. Um, because I'm part of my business is a credit coach. So my clients who were credit challenged would call me around the holidays or when they wanted to do something, you know, for their business. They'd say, Lucy, should I take out a loan? And I'd tell them, no. First of all, your credit score is not worthy enough to get a loan, you know, but I put it nicer than that. <laughs> I really appreciate that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'm big on customer service. Uh, secondly, the gentleman who wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad, he said something very important. He said, the poor take borrow money for liabilities, go get a car, go get some jewelry, go get some kind of liability, something that's not producing you any money. He said the wealthy borrow money to go buy an asset, to go buy that investment property, to go maybe put into their child's education. So they'll borrow that money to make more money and then pay that off versus you going to go buy, get a loan to go buy some stuff that's just going to be another liability. Now you've got another bill to pay. Your budget's already stretched. So now you've just done more damage. Yes. That would be Robert Kiyosaki. Thank and, you. Uh, I couldn't pronounce the last name, so I didn't want to. Well, it's, <laughs> it's one of those books that I read. But <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> but he, uh, well, yeah, he talked about how you have a choice of 
how you spend your time even. Are you going to spend your time working for someone else and fulfilling their dream? Or, it goes back to that mentality part we were talking about earlier, you're going to go and build your own dream. And that goes back to your assets and the reason that you borrow money, liability versus asset. So, yeah, that's a that's a really good read. If someone's really serious about their finances, yes. take a look at uh, what Robert Kiyosaki has to say. So tell me a little bit more about your business, because so you, you, you've said a lot so far, Lucy. And I'm, I'm just kind of curious when people uh, come in for financial counseling, you know, what kind of uh, items do you t- uh, tell them? And you listen to Breaking Bread. I'm with Lucy Taylor. Uh, she's with me today of Kaiser Financial Solutions. Yeah, so the first thing I do is we're just having a conversation because this is a, it's with the client. It's just a regular conversation because this is a sensitive topic. You know, Terry, talking about your money to a stranger, and then I have a holistic approach. It's not just about the credit. Because I know growing up poor, there were behaviors that led to me making bad choices. Because if I grow up in an area where when I get paid, I just want to, you know, get my habit because I got to self-medicate because I'm poor and I'm frustrated, you know, sure. just pay the bills. So there are, I talk about those behaviors. So the first question I ask my client is, hey, what's going on? Just give, give it all to me. The second question I ask is, what's brought you to this point now? You know, what, what's really got you now? Like, okay, I've been doing this for 10 years. i got to get my credit together. And then, you know, one of the other questions, I won't go through all that for time's sake, is when I'm breaking down their budget, because we must go through your budget, because your budget tells me a lot about why your credit is where it is. True. And I have a section on my budgeting sheet, and I say, now tell me about your habits. I say, you don't got to tell me what the habit is. But, for example, the millennials, my younger clients, eating out. Eating out is killing their – even some people my age. I'm, I'll be 41 next month, so eating out. The drive through you are talking the about. The drive through man, the DoorDash. i got clients who are eating out $100, $150 a week, Ooh. making $17 an hour. Do, no, DoorDash loves those fees. They, they do. And I tell my clients, I say, okay, not beating them up, and I say, okay, you're spending $400 a month on eating out. That was your secured card. That was the the savings account. That was the money to get your credit fixed. See, God has given us everything we need. It's just how we're using it, the time, the money, the relationships. So that's where I start. What's going on in those behaviors? And then I work with the client to correct the behavior so we can get the outcome. Because the behavior would drive the behavior the finance. Absolutely. So do, do you find that uh, most of your clients are receptive? Most are, because I start with my story. I say, if I can come from extreme poverty, and we're talking extreme, you're coming home, you don't know if your utilities are going to be on because you've got a single parent, you know, doing the best they can. And then, you know, going on, getting married, becoming a single parent, three kids myself, you know, being able to leave corporate America, now being able to flourish financially, mentally, Physically, if I can do it, you know, I just don't have a lot of uh, tolerance for excuses. I understand. I got to tell you, there's just some bills that I just hate. Like, I hate car payments. Yeah, Terry, we hate those, but. When I would drive my car into the ground, man, I'll I'll keep the maintenance on it and everything like that. But I will make sure that I delay that car payment as long as I can. As you should. And I'm in that same boat. My car is almost paid off. I'm looking at a BMW. I'm going to keep looking at it, but I'm going to keep looking at it. <laughs> I'm going to 
looking at it because, you know, that's a heck of a car payment. And then the maintenance. So, yeah, car payments. Don't like them. Yes. And also look at the cars that are going to cost the, the least amount of maintenance as well. Yes. Because I plan on hanging on to it for a while. Yeah, that's smart. Now, okay, you mentioned the advice that you're giving your clients. Now, how does the advice you give your clients differ now that it did at the height of the pandemic? You know what, Terry? It's the same thing. It's just, again, the mindset. Now we're people, I don't watch the news, but we got people watching the news. Now they're all in this fear mentality. You, the pandemic has not affected me at all, physically, financially, mentally, because I don't, I don't give my attention to hype. You've got people around here flourishing in this pandemic. So the pandemic, other than, you know, you being mindful of your safety and health, that's it. If you were living below your means before the pandemic, if you were really keeping a, a tight budget and not just blowing everything you were getting, you should be okay. But a lot of people weren't because I know I was in the banking world, for example, and they were giving us all these pandemic bonuses and, you know, you're, you're, you're riding high on the hog, but you got to live like that can come to a stop in any moment. It sure can. And it often does. And it often does. And the Bible tells us that you got to store up for them lean seasons. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so it's the, it's the same advice. It's, to, it's just be smart. Be, be smart. Conscious. Yeah, and then the, the, now the caveat I would say, now that we're in a pandemic, let's look at different things to bring in income. You may not necessarily have to get a part-time, but I tell you, if you want a part-time, they're out there because people can't keep employees. So I see that. You know. Did a whole show on it. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, oh, yeah. you know, so there are ways now that we can, uh, and we have time to sit down and really think, what is it that I want to do? What kind of side hustle can I do to bring in extra money so I can better my finances? Now, you are in business for yourself. So what if someone listening right now is going, you know, I kind of like what they're saying and, and Robert Kiyosaki's philosophy, and maybe I want to get from under this employer and maybe do my own thing. What advice do you give for those aspiring entrepreneurs? Now, the first thing I say is when you come to that decision, get quiet with yourself. Because, again, you have everything you need inside of you. Get quiet with yourself and close your eyes and say to myself, what is it that I like to do? What is it that brings me passion? What is it that just excites me? And that thing is going to pop up in your mind. Once that thing, that service, that product pops up in your mind, now it's time to dig in because being a, a self-employed person is not easy at all. So the second thing I would do is do your research. What does it take to operate this service? You know, do I need additional people or can I do it with just me? What products do I need? What software should I use? That's what I did. I started doing my research on credit because I know when I do something, I want to do it to the best. And then I'm a minority and, you know, we get dogged out when it comes to our businesses, you know. So... I put the work in there to get the necessary softwares and necessary tools. And then once you just start, you got to start. That's the third thing. Stop trying to get that logo perfect. Stop trying to get that website perfect. You've got your tools. You've got your plan. Just go for it. Just start. And, and people will give you grace when you mess up. Trust me, I've messed up. And my class like, it's okay, Lucy. But just be honest with people. Don't flim flam them. Now, um, I, also my research, I did find that African Americans have a harder time uh, because it's sometimes harder to get loans and it's harder to get going with that business. Some of it may be what you said earlier, too, about as far as having, now they, they mentioned some discrimination items, but they also 
talked about, what you talked about earlier, as far as where your credit isn't right to get absolutely what you need to start your business. Absolutely, Terry. That's because in my financial coaching, I also am a tax preparer, um, all that stuff. So what I see is when I would a client would come to me, I'd set up their LLC, their tax ID number. Most people, you know. I love my people, but sometimes we have a, a lot of times we have a self-defeating victim mentality, and we think everybody's just supposed to give us grants, give us loans. Baby, nobody's giving you anything. You got to work for this stuff. So I say that to say this. Clients come to me because I help businesses get funding, and they want funding. And I'm like, okay, I used to be a banker, so show me your tax returns. Show me, um, you know, your credit score. Let's start there. Oh, well, I haven't did my taxes in years. What? Okay, then I say, well, let's, and then show me your business bank account. Oh, I don't have a business bank account. So you have no business bank account. You can't show me money coming in. You can't show me income on tax returns. You don't have any credit score. So you've messed yourself up because you didn't do the proper things. And then we want to cry foul when no one gives us a loan. True. And I do want to mention to my listeners, the IRS frowns and you're not filing your taxes. They do. Yeah. <laughs> They have no sense of humor. <laughs> At all. So I tell people, it is scary, but go to a professional such as myself. Now, I'm no longer doing taxes currently because it's a mess right now, but I will help I people. Yeah. So I will help people get caught up on past returns, but go to a professional and say, hey, this is what I need. I need to do my last. And you can even buy a house if you don't have those last two years tax returns. So you've locked yourself out of this, this society that you need because you don't have the ticket. You don't have the paperwork in order. Yeah, and, and on that vein, I, I got to tell you how this is how the IRS thinks when you owe them money. If you go out, let's say you take that money and you say you buy a truck or something, they'll say, well, we're going to come get your truck because that's our truck. Because you took our money right. and you bought that truck. So the truck belongs to us, and that is how they think. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're out there and you're thinking about not <laughs> getting around your taxes, like you say, go to tax pro- professional because yeah. you're going to have some problems. You are. Absolutely. Okay, so how do, uh, let's say someone wants to help themselves. They're trying to get their finances together. How do they find you? Well... Find me on social media. I love, you know, the whole technology thing because you can find anybody anywhere. We don't have to look them up in the phone book anymore. Remember those days, Terry? Yellow pages. <laughs> Yellow pages. So, yes, you can find me online, Facebook, Lucy Taylor, L-U-C-Y-T-A-Y-L-O-R. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram and Facebook under my business page. That's Kaiser, K-I-S-E-R, Financial. So that's my IG as well as my Facebook. And you can also reach me, 704-323-4083. And I would love to have a conversation, guys. I know I may sound like I'm, you know, beating you up. That's not my intention at all. I just want us to get some of this pie. There's a big pie out there, and it's enough for everybody. We just got to do the work. And everybody can get a piece. Everybody can get a piece. Lucy Taylor, thank you for joining us on Breaking Bread. Yes, thank you, Terry, for having me. Breaking Bread is a production of Artists for the People. Follow us on Twitter at BreakingBread101. That's break, the letter N is November, Bread101. Or catch us on Instagram, Breaking Bread Podcast. Check us out on Facebook or visit our website, BreakingBread.com.
www.breakingbread.biz. Our YouTube channel is at Breaking Bread 101, features a daily fact about African-American achievements. Give us a listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our theme music was composed by Ludwig Van Beethoven. Breaking Bread was created by Terry Page. Join us one week from today when we conclude our series on black business ownership with president and CEO of Sisters in Motion, Donna Rents. The name alone piques my interest. Success is when opportunity meets preparation. Until next time.